Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it eight eight eight. The Money Pit is presented by Owens Corning, the Angie App, LL Flooring, Bank of America, and Total Tape. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are so excited to be here to help you with projects you want to get done around your house, your home, your castle, whatever you call home, apartment or yurt, we don't care, condo, you're all welcome because we love to talk home improvement, we love to talk decor, we love to solve those tricky, mysterious house problems that you may have faced as an owner or as a tenant, whatever's on your to-do list, you can put it on our to-do list by reaching out. A couple of ways to do that, you can post your questions to us at moneypit.com or you can call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT and we'll call you back the next time we are in the studio. Coming up on today's show, the heating season is upon us, and chances are you're probably using the same heating system that was in your house when you bought it. But if that system is inefficient, you might be wondering whether a conversion to gas or oil would be worth it. We're going to sort out the return on investment in today's smart spending tip just ahead. And if you've shopped for a house in what's been a pretty crazy market and you finally found your dream home, it can be such a huge relief that you can't wait to sign on that dotted line. But it's what you can't see that can cost you big bucks. We're going to ID top home buying hazards to watch out for. And check this out. Research done by the North American Insulation Manufacturers Association has found that 90% of homes in America are wasting energy dollars due to a lack of adequate insulation. That's a stat that we actually were very well aware of for many years. We've always known that because of the changing codes that most homes in America just don't have enough insulation. So we're going to share where all that lost energy is going and how you can cut the waste and increase your comfort in just a bit. But first, we want to help you with your home decor, your home improvement projects, and we'd like to give you some products that can help. So today, we've got a nice package of products from the original Super Glue Company, including Total Tape, which is as strong as a construction adhesive, but it's easy to use just like a tape. That package is worth 57 bucks, going out to one listener drawn at random. So call us right now with your home improvement questions or post them online, 1-888-MONEYPIT or moneypit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? We've got Carrie on the line who's looking to add a bathroom, a second one. But where is the best spot? Carrie, what's going on? We have a house that's from 1912. We have a vacant area in the basement that has just some storage. And then we have a partially finished um, attic space. So our bedroom used to be up there, and, and we have a like a huge open space up there. And my husband and I are wanting to add a second bathroom. Okay. We're not sure if we if we should be, you know, which which area we should be doing it. Like, is it better to pump up 
or let gravity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How does gravity play into this is your question. <laughs> well, I, I would take a, a step back from that. And I would think if it was me, I would think more about the real estate value of the house. And I would suggest that having a bathroom on the second floor is probably going to be more attractive to potential future buyers than having a bathroom in the basement. The basement is more of a nice to have thing. And if it's a big rec room and if it's a big family area, and that's almost like, I hate to call it this, but it's almost like it's a luxury to have a basement bathroom. In terms of the plumbing, it's not a problem. You know, we have the technology. Up or down, we can make it happen. (laughs) We can make it happen. We can move that sewage whichever way it has to go. Uh, And obviously upstairs you have a traditional plumbing, but in the basement you would use something uh, called a lift pump. And essentially, is it's kind of like a sealed sump pump in a way, but but much more heavy duty, and it grinds up waste, and then it pumps it up until it can catch the uh, the drain line out of the house, which is generally you know not too terribly high, but you know we could do either way. But I think if it was me and Leslie, you tell me what you think. But I'm thinking having it upstairs, especially if it was potentially if it was or could potentially be like the master bedroom, that would be like an essential part of the suite, you know. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we've been looking to move and I really want my own bathroom in the bedroom. And, you know, when that's not an option and then they're like, oh, look, here's this beautiful bathroom in the basement. And you're like, that's awesome. But I don't want to go all the way to the basement. I want my (laughs) own. I want to go right right here. So, I mean, truly, if that's going to be like your main hangout space, not your only option, then do it there. But for value of the home and resale value, that second floor is really going to work because everybody's living there. You're going to argue over who gets to shower first. I mean, all the things that happen that you have not yet encountered are going to happen. So avoid them by having that second bath there. Perfect advice. I I didn't think about any of that stuff. I really appreciate that. That makes absolute perfect sense. Glad we're able to help you out and good luck with the project. And call us back if you have more questions anytime. We appreciate you guys. All right. Take care, Carrie. Heading to Kevin in Ohio, although he's driving, so he could be anywhere. Kevin's dealing with some ants. What's going on? I've got these ants all over the place, and I put the shake ant killer bait around the foundation of the house a few times a year. I've got all these different ant bait traps and stuff inside the house. These damn ants are everywhere. I don't know what to do. I can't get rid of them. Kevin, when the ants get that bad, it's time to call a pro. Seriously, look, there's a lot of different types of sort of home remedies that you can use, like cayenne pepper that you could uh, sprinkle around. There's borax you can sprinkle around. There's different types of spices and oils that you can put down, peppermint and that sort of stuff. And you know what? If I had a small ant problem, I might go with that. But I've seen what these ants can do, and once they get started, they're not going to stop. So I would have a pro come in. If you have a pro come in, they're using safe pesticides that you can't buy for a good reason because they know how to handle them. They know where to put them. They know how much to put, and you will be so pleased as a result. I think this is a problem that when it gets this severe, it is time to turn to the experts. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Let us know what you are working on. And hey, maybe you will get your hands on some great prizes. We're giving away this hour a set of nine products from the original Super Glue Company. And one of them is Total Tape. Now, Total Tape is a double-sided construction adhesive tape, and it's mesh reinforced. It is as strong as construction adhesive, but it's easy to use, just like tape. It's available on Amazon or in your local hardware store. You can learn more at supergluecorp.com slash total tape. It's a prize pack worth $57 and it's going out to one lucky listener drawn at random. Make that you. The number again is one eight 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 money pit Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? 
That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Now we've got Rochelle on the line who's got a question about gutters. What's going on? I need to have work done on my fascia board and replaced one by six wrap with the facial material, remove the old gutter, and put the new gutter on. The contractor is charging me, wants to charge me $1,300, and that would include the parts and the labor. I really would appreciate getting your opinion. So, Rochelle, it's really hard to say if that's the right price because it's not just the price we need. It's the it's the length. It's the complexity. Are we talking about a ranch here? Are we talking about a two-story roof? You know, the more difficult the job, the harder it is to do. In, in terms of range, you're talking about removing and replacing fascia and replacing the gutter. So, you know, it's a chunk of work. 
I mean, $1,300 to me doesn't sound terrible for the job. Unless again, it's like it really, 10 feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless it's like 10 feet, like one little piece. But I mean, a good source of this is something that's called the, the True Cost Report or the True Cost Guide. And it's done by the Home Advisor Company, which is now powered by Angie. But if you search uh, cost to replace fascia or cost to add gutters and just type True Cost Guide, with that, you'll find the guide, and it's a really detailed analysis of the cost and how it changes. But basically, if you were doing this with, say, uh, aluminum, let's say you're putting wood and then aluminum on top, and aluminum gutters over that, you know, the, the price on that is probably between 10 and $20 a foot. And that doesn't include the gutter, which will add another few dollars a foot. So my gut says it's probably not a bad price, but again, I can't tell you unless I know more about the details of the project. Well, chances are you're living with the heating system that was in your house when you bought it. And if that system is inefficient, like for, say, example, electric heat, you might be wondering whether a conversion to gas or oil is going to be worth it. We're going to share tips to help you determine if the return on investment makes sense in today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Yeah. Now, the fuel that you use to heat your home is something that most of us pretty much feel stuck with, right? Because... Our heating systems work, for the most part, on a single fuel, like electric or oil or gas or propane. But as systems become more efficient, it could maybe possibly make sense to make the change. But there's a few things you need to know before you do that. That's right. So first, every fuel has advantages and disadvantages. For example, natural gas, it's going to be the cleanest of all the fossil fuels, and it's going to cost less than most. But the conversion to natural gas from an electric home is going to be expensive. Now, propane could be a convenient alternative when natural gas isn't available where you live. However, it's way more expensive, and it's potentially dangerous if it's not handled well. Now, oil, it's super convenient if you already have it, but the price of the oil fuel is going to fluctuate wildly, and storing it on site can lead to very costly leaks. So, Tom, let's just say you've got electric heating in the house. It's the most expensive of all forms of the heat. How do you go about figuring out if it's cost-effective to make that switch to natural gas? Well, the first thing that I would do is to start with a heating and cooling load analysis. This is basically a, a calculation that an HVAC pro can do that will help confirm exactly what size system you'll need to install. Because very frequently, folks have actually bigger boilers or bigger furnaces in their homes than they actually need. And what that means is you're going to overheat the home. You're going to cycle too quickly with the thermostat. It'll go on and off, and it wastes a lot of energy. So you want to make sure you have the right size based on the way your home is built. Uh, next, you need to note the efficiency numbers of both the existing and any new systems you're considering. This way, you can provide sort of an apples-to-apples -apples comparison between the systems. And then you just do a sort of a cost analysis, a comparative cost analysis. Now, if you're in an area that's got lower-priced natural gas and, like, sky-high electric rates, you know, a new, more efficient heat pump may not pay for itself very quickly. So you need to figure these kinds of things out. You got to factor in the local energy rates. You got to think about the peak and the off-peak electrical rates because a lot of areas today will charge different rates based on the usage. And then you'll be able to calculate your potential savings and your payback. So it's not simple, but it's important to do so that you know that you're actually going to have a new system that's efficient, more comfortable, and can pay you back. Yeah, and I think no matter what, you need to make sure that you take the opportunity to step up your insulation, fix any drafts, big or small, and any other obvious improvements that are going to help your house be more airtight. So, Tom, you had to do some of this, but it was kind of an unexpected afterthought, right? 
Yeah, I just wasn't thinking about it. I changed out my old boiler, which had a lot of wasted heat. You know, the, the boiler jacket got a little got very warm. The basement always got warm around it. And what that heat was doing from the boiler is it was heating the underside of the floor, the first floor of our house. And when we put a new system that had like, you know, 99% efficient system, there was no heat loss. So all of a sudden now in the winter, we had a cold floor. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess I better add some insulation to that. And that's what I did, and, and, it, and it fixed it. But, you know, you don't always think about that sort of thing when you're used to the, uh, to the inefficiencies that you live with. Yeah, I mean, it really is true. And all of a sudden, you'll notice it, and then it's, you know, not such a difficult fix. Well, that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Now we're going to take a call from Ed in Arkansas, who's got a question about a fireplace and the fuel choice. What's going on, Ed? My question is rather unorthodox. Uh, in parts of the country where there's lignite coal, which is, this is one of them, is it safe? And I think it, it, it's it's kind of quietly practiced, and people don't talk about it much. They um, maybe in their fireplace, say like even a prefab built-in fireplace, or sometimes in wood stoves, people use lignite coal in a supplement fashion. And my question is, is that safe? So and that's a really interesting question, and. I have to say I've never received that question before, but I do know the answer, and the answer is no. You should not be burning coal in a fireplace. I do know that coal fireplaces are actually built quite different than wood-burning fireplaces. They're usually – you saw them a lot in sort of Victorian age houses, and they're very tall and they're very narrow because you don't need that much coal to generate a lot of heat. The problem is that if you try to burn it in a regular fireplace, the draft is not set up correctly. Coal burns much, much hotter than wood. So it is potentially a dangerous practice. And you absolutely, positively cannot use it in a fireplace that has an insert and certainly not one that's prefab because it is so, so not recommended for that that you would be creating a major fire hazard. So while I can understand that the material is available Unless you specifically have a coal-burning fireplace, you should not use it in anything else that you use to burn wood in. Fireplace, wood stove, the like. Don't do it. Stick with the wood. Stick with the fuel that it's designed for. It's a lot safer. Kamar in Delaware, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? I have a brand-new home, um, just three months old, and uh, I see a crack from outside in the foundation. And when it rains, I'm seeing um, in the basement uh, some water leaking also. Is it two separate problems, Kumar, or is this the same? Is the leaking coming through the crack? Yes, looks like it's from because just below that only I can see the water in the basement. And what kind of foundation is it? Poured concrete? Concrete block? What? Uh, It's a concrete. Poured concrete? Okay. Mm -hmm. So cracks are not unusual in new foundations. There's a lot of settlement that goes on in the first few years of, of a home. And very often, cracks will form. And so I wouldn't be too worried about the fact that you had a crack. Um, I would seal it. I would use a concrete caulk. In other words, caulk that's specifically designed for concrete. Quickcrete makes a number of these products. Uh, it's going to adhere well and keep the water out. Now, you could do this inside or outside. I, I'd probably do both sides of the crack. And you could choose a clear or a color that matches the concrete so it won't be too obvious. But I would simply seal that up. 
Um, when you get water that comes through a crack after a rainfall, it's a very simple fix. And, and just as it is, if you have water that comes in other places in the basement, it's really an, um, an issue of managing the water. But in your case, if you've got a crack that's open like that, I would simply seal it. I don't think that crack is surprising or indicative of a major structural problem in and of itself. If it got worse, then it could be an issue. But if it's just a small crack for right now in the wall, usually it's a, something that's caused by concrete shrinkage. And it's not likely to repeat itself. Even though if it requires some work to fix it, do you think that because of that, the property value will go down when, let's say... In, uh... As long as it's what I think is a normal crack and it's not a serious foundation problem, I think it'll have no effect on it. You would like to have it inspected by a structural engineer and certified that, you know, that it's uh, within normal tolerances or it's, it's not going to get any worse or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you want it certified by an independent structural engineer. They kind of have to live by the report that they provide you. Okay, they're, they're not going to just, you know, try to, uh, you know, assuage the homeowner. They're going to make sure that they document the condition. And if there's anything that has to be done, they'll let you know, okay? Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for the All right. Good luck, Omar. Sherry and George is on the line and needs some help revamping a dresser. Tell us about your project. Yes, I've got this dresser that my father found in a garage. It's all wood, and it's beautiful, but it, somebody's painted it white, and I would like to get the white paint off. Like for good or to put stain on or to paint over it again? Yeah, I'm thinking to uh, put stain on. I think it's all wood. It looks like a really nice piece of furniture, but it also has framed drawers. Like, I don't know, I guess that's what it's called. It has the wood around the drawers. I'm thinking that's going to make it really hard. So it's like a a glass front door with like a wood frame? Well, it's not glass. It's it's all wood, but like wood has a wood frame around it. All right. It shouldn't be a problem. What you have to do is if there's any doors or drawer fronts or things, you want to either pull out the drawers or just take off the drawer fronts. You really want to make it easy to work on things. You need a lot of flat surfaces. So with the doors, with the framework... Try to take them off if you can. Leave the hinges either on the door back or in the dresser itself. And then get everything on a flat surface. And you need to find a good paint remover, a stripper product. I've used Rock Miracle before. I like it because it's got a really thick consistency and you kind of like, you know, slather it on there. And you can actually see where it is rather than brushing something on and making, you know, wondering if you've covered all spots. And then you really want to follow the directions. So you have to let it sit on there as long as they tell you to. And then you want to use a paint scraper to gently sort of scrape the paint off the surface because you don't want to gouge anything into it because that will show up when you start working on it in the future. Um, And you could have to do it a couple of times. Now, depending on the type of wood that's underneath that white paint, you might not be able to get all of the paint off. So you really have to kind of experiment with it and see how well it is removable. And then once you've done that a couple of times, you're going to wipe it down. Then you might still have to sand it in a couple of places with a very fine sandpaper to make sure that you get all the last bits of the paint off. Then you want to wipe it down with a tack cloth and then prep it for staining. So that's when you really want to make sure that you've got it perfectly beautiful and clean and ready to go before you put the stain on because once you start to put the stain on everything's going to show okay now what was the name of that product again i like one called rock miracle it comes in you know what almost looks like a turpentine can but there are all different kinds so you know you might want to pop into your local home improvement center ask them which one they like to work with because you might not be able to find rock miracle at your place But, you know, definitely feel it out and, you know, ask somebody at your local home center what they recommend. But that's the one I like. I've used it a lot of times. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Good luck with it. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, 888-666-3974. 
Well, if you've shopped for a house in what's been a pretty crazy market and you finally found your dream home, it can be a big relief. So much so you can't wait to sign on that dotted line. But it's what you can't see that could really cost you the big bucks. You know, home inspectors cover these kinds of hazards every day. So we thought we should pull together a list of the biggest home buying issues that you need to be aware of when you're buying a house. Yeah, let's start with termites. You know, they might not be active now, but if you wait until springtime comes, you're going to find thousands of these hungry flying chainsaws all (laughs) over your house. I mean, that's really what they do. They love to eat all the wood around the house. Now, if you find any evidence of termites, even if they're not active right now, your house does need to be treated. Now, if you're buying a home with a basement or crawl space, poor drainage can lead to a host of expensive problems like wood rot and damp or wet basements and even perennially wet crawl spaces, which can cause major mold growth. Now, they're usually very easy to fix, but if it's something that's been left unchecked for a long time, you could have a host of structural issues that may have already developed. So that's an important thing for your inspector to check for. Yeah, and if you've got a lot of moisture issues, you know, toxic mold can start growing and really take hold of the space. So when moisture collects, mold is going to grow, and that's a threat to human health as well as your home structure. So when buying a home with mold problems, it can be a very costly problem to correct. So if mold is only found in a limited area around the house, it's probably pretty easy to clean up and get rid of. But when you find it all over, it can be very difficult to deal with, and it could cost a lot of money. Now, let's talk about the roof. If we asked you what the most important structural element in a home was, you'd probably say the foundation. I mean, most people do. But in my view, it's the roof because once it fails, the building can literally start to deteriorate from that point down. So you want to make sure you have a really good idea of how old that roof is and how much remaining life is left in it. And that's something a really good inspector can tell you. If your inspector doesn't want to guess at that or can't tell you, you know, you're probably not dealing with the right person because it's something we used to do every single day. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, it won't leak, but at least it gives you an idea when you need to budget for replacement. All right. I know it seems like these inspection reports can be just full of bad news, but they're not. You're also going to get everything that's right with that house. So you've got to be ready to kind of weigh the pros and the cons. And then you can even negotiate for a correction of larger issues if it makes sense for the sale price and the overall investment. And that's why a home inspection is a truly critical step when you're buying a home. Hey guys, are you ready to freshen up your home for fall, but maybe you need a little cash and some advice to get it done? Well, we've got both. Now through October 15th, we're partnering with BobVila.com to launch the $2,500 Freshen Up for Fall giveaway. Enter now, and you can enter, in fact, once a day at BobVila.com, and you'll get a chance to win one of five $500 Amazon gift cards, so you'll be ready for your next fall fix-up project. So enter now at BobVila.com. Joe in Delaware is on the line with a question about a metal roof. What can we do for you? I'm looking for a roof that has standing seam, and it's about maybe 24 or 30 inches wide. But I want a good roof now. Do they make them in different grades of metal? Like, do they have like a 20-year or 50-year roof? Well, if you're talking about a metal roof, I mean, that's going to be more like a 50- to 100-year roof that when it's done right. There's a really good website that will educate you thoroughly about metal roofing, and it's done by a manufacturer's association. It's called the Metal Roofing Alliance. It's simply metalroofing.com. And they've got a, a, a great section about metal roofing 101 and all of the basics and all of the options 
for you to consider when it comes to metal roofing. But I tell you, it's never been better because, first of all, metal roofing has always been great because if you ever see an old building with a metal roof that's been properly maintained, it's still probably in good structural shape because they just don't wear out. But today, the metal roofing is not only made better, it's coated with low-E paint so that when the sun beats down on it, it can reflect a lot of the heat off of the roof, and that lowers your cooling cost, too. So I would definitely consider it. It's an investment-grade roof in the sense that you're going to have to do it once and do it right, and you're not going to have to do it again for 100 years, you know? So, you know, it lasts forever. It's fire-resistant, so I would definitely consider it. I mean, they look really good, too. Yeah, they're beautiful. All right. Thank you very much. Well, fall is the season when many of us start to think about home improvements to increase comfort and reduce those energy bills, especially as these colder temperatures are starting to get here. But did you know that 90% of American homes are under-insulated? That means you're wasting energy, you're wasting money, and you're making yourselves not very comfortable in your home. So running to that thermostat every time you feel a chill really is not the way to solve the problem. Well, that's right. But adding more insulation, though, is a lot easier than you might think. Now, there are two ways to do this. One is to use blown-in fiberglass insulation. Now, you can purchase blown-in insulation and rent an Atticat bowling machine. It's a machine that Owens Corning makes, and you basically dump the insulation into it, and then it blows out the other end, and you can take it up in the attic and fill up all of that under-insulated space with blown-in insulation. Or you can lay insulating bats or rolls over the existing insulation, which is the easiest way to add more insulation to your house. Now, if you're concerned that adding more fiberglass insulation is a potentially itchy and uncomfortable job, well, it's just not. Look for the new Owens Corning Pink Next Gen Fiberglass Insulation. This stuff is softer than ever. It's easy to cut, and it creates less dust. It's more like cotton than the way you're used to insulation feeling. Now, adding insulation really is a fast and cost-effective way that you can reduce heating costs, you can cut your waste, and improve your home's energy efficiency and your comfort level. The new pink next-gen fiberglass, I mean, it's not like the insulation we all knew growing up. It's not itchy. It's super soft and fluffy, more like cotton. And the R13 value only costs about 50 cents per square foot. Check this stuff out. To learn more about the new pink next-gen fiberglass insulation, go to pinknextgen.com. That's pinknextgen.com. Natalie in Wisconsin's on the line and is having some issues with old windows. Tell us about the problem. Hi. I have vinyl windows, which uh, served us very well, but now that they're older and I want to raise them up, oh, five or six inches, uh, they won't, won't stay there, so I have to brace them up or else they'll fall down and they are quite heavy. Do you have any recommendations? So the window jams have springs in them, and the springs have obviously broken down. And the problem with vinyl windows is unless it's a name brand where you can easily find parts, is that it's really almost impossible to get those fixed. Okay. And so I, I'm not going to have a really good solution for you here, Natalie. Uh, if it was an old wood window, we could talk about ways to, to deal with that because it's a vinyl window. Uh, it's already an upgraded window. And if the internal parts are breaking down, it's it's difficult to find uh, repair parts for that. Okay, yes, I have been trying, and I I didn't have any, any luck so far. Well, I mean, I would search online for the manufacturer and see if there are repair parts available. But uh, short of that, it might be time to start thinking about new windows. Okay, thank you so much. Hey, are you guys ready to freshen up your home for fall, but maybe you need a little cash and some advice to get it done? Well, we've got both, because now through October 15th, 
we're partnering with BobVila.com to launch the $2,500 Freshen Up for Fall giveaway. You can enter now at BobVila.com, and you can get a chance to win one of five $500 Amazon gift cards to help you with your next fall fix-up project. Reach out anytime at MoneyPit.com. You can post your question there, just like Jacob did. Now, Jacob says, I live in Arkansas, and we just had some pretty bad and heavy storms for close to a week straight. Around my house, some of the soil has washed out in areas, and I realize I need to fix my drainage. But can I just add regular topsoil to those spots where it's missing? So when you're improving your drainage around your house and the grading angle of the soil around the house, because that's what we're talking about here, Jacob, you never want to use topsoil for that because it's too organic. So it tends to hold water. It's great when you want to plant something like a new lawn, but in terms of a drainage improvement, no, you don't use topsoil. The good news is you use something far less expensive than topsoil that's simply called fill dirt, clean fill dirt, which means it has no you know glass or junk in it. And you order fill dirt, you fill it up with those. Now, if it's only a little bit, you can buy this kind of soil in the bag at a home center, but if it's a little more than that, you can have a truck deliver some to your driveway. That's usually what I do because I, I don't want to have it on my lawn and ruin it. And so I'll have it delivered, and then I'll just shuffle it into a wheelbarrow and drop it where it needs to go. But the filter is what you want to pack in there, establish a slope with that, and then on top of it, you can spread some topsoil or stone or whatever else you want to do to control erosion and make the place look nice. But you want to build it up with filter when you're trying to fix a drainage a situation like that where you've got some washed-out areas. All right, next up, here we've got Ronnie. Now, Ronnie just bought an old house and doesn't know where to start, the roof and the gutters or inside. Now, he says, I would like to start with the roof and eliminate some water intrusion. My wife and I cannot agree. The house is about 110 years old and does need a lot of work. So where do we start? I think you know my answer, but what's your answer? We want to make sure that uh, we're giving uh, a fair assessment here, Les. I mean, if we're only (laughs) talking about... The gutters or like decorative stuff. Are we talking about structural things inside? If you fix the roof, is, you know, the house going to fall down because you don't have, you know, strong supports? Like it's, it's interesting to see, but I would always start with the roof or anything in the envelope to protect the inside. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You've got to deal with the leaks first because anything you do inside is just going to get ruined. And even if it's in that same room, you're going to start to let that water in. You're going to get some very quick deterioration. So the right approach is to fix the roof first. The gutters, yeah, I mean, since you're having a roof over there, I would do it at the same time. Gutters are there. It's nice that, you know, you have to fix the gutters, but it's not like a critical thing. But the roof definitely is. So get that roof zipped up so you get rid of those leaks. Since the roofers are there, have them do the gutters. And then once it's tight to the water, then you can do whatever you want inside, but you want to take care of the outside structure first. If you don't take care of that roof, then bad things will follow. So do that first and make sure that uh, when you do fix up those gutters, that they extend the drains well away from the foundation because that will that will stop the problem that you're talking about with a little bit of moisture getting into the basement. Yeah, definitely. And check those gutters for tennis balls, especially if you've got boy children, <laughs> just speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> you recently learned that lesson again. <laughs> yes. Again. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending this part of the first weekend of fall with us. We are so glad you're here. We hope that we've picked up an idea or two or a tip to help make your home more comfortable, get a project done easier, get some direction on what to do first, second, whether you can do a job yourself or hire a pro. If that's the kind of question that you have, maybe you couldn't get through today, remember you can reach us 24-7 by posting your questions to moneypit.com or you can always call us at one 888 Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.